Welcome to the first episode of Buddy Collective, the podcast where we've got you and you've got us. I'm your host today, Jeff, Captain Charisma, and I'm joined by our guest, Rasta J. Rasta J, it's an honor and a pleasure. How are you feeling today? Happy Friday, by the way. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, player. Wow. Um, happy Friday. Greetings, greetings. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you, my brother. Pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Like I say, it's honor and, and, and a pleasure to have you here. Um, so happy Friday to you and to everyone. It may not be Friday by the time people are listening to this, but hey-ho. Uh, just, uh, I'd just like to take a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor. The Body Collective is brought to you by Cropstar. Cropstar is the game-changing new way to send cards. The clever QR technology inside every card allows you to send personalized greeting cards with a recorded video message. Cropstar allows you to tell your loved ones how you feel in your own unique way. Please visit Cropstar now on www.cropstar.com to understand why the UK is falling in love with these little cards with huge capabilities. I hope everyone is okay and has been keeping in good health. So without further ado, let's get to it. Rasta J, how have you been getting on during this, this COVID-19 lockdown period? Well, where do I start? <laughs> wow, it's been an epic one. Um, isolation, quarantine, COVID-19. Wow. Yeah, it's been a it's been a strange one. Strange times, they say. Um, for me as a Rasta, you know, just give blessings to the highest of always and taking it one day at a time. But um, yeah, I guess from a, a employment note, um, it's been inspirational to just see people come together and working better together, overcoming the challenges collectively. Um, so that's been very, very interesting from that perspective. And it's also been a time as well whereby I think, you know, I've also had the opportunity to just to see as well how my colleagues actually look without the makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> and all those with dry faces. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's a crazy one. You see the one day where you just ain't got the cream on no more. The cream's just evaporated. It's just that you've just seen a natural. But that's what I like sometimes. <laughs> I guess, you know, you get to get to see your colleagues in a different light. But it's all good. All fun and games. But I'm um, also that's as well from... Yeah, no, you're right. And then I guess from an employer's perspective, it's interesting to see, like, those that have been quite apprehensive about the, um, enabling their staff or employees to work remotely um, because they're not sure whether they're going to be doing the job um, to the fullest or whether they might be skiving. I mean... I've just been seeing a lot of productivity going through the roof where people are just even working harder or doing more than what's required of them. I don't know. What's it like on, on your side from that perspective? I think, um, you know, I think that the element of, of trust is, is slowly started coming back now. I think, you know, initially they, they were worried about productivity and, you know, whether people be nailed on and, and screwed on with their working and being able to organize and schedule their days. But I think everyone's been able to get along quite well, show some maturity and, and ultimately productivity. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting experience, but I think, yeah, things like, you know, uh, Skype, Microsoft Teams, all those things 
allows you to to stay connected with people. Uh, but like you said, these are these are crazy times. You know, no one ever would have envisaged this kind of thing happening. No, it's true. Yeah. And even yeah, no, you're so right. I mean, in terms of as well, like the Kobe passing away, like that's just been crazy for me because. I love like basketball as well. And obviously like the Premier League coming to a halt as well. Me supporting Liverpool. It's been crazy to just to see them have their league kind of up in question, whether they're going to be able to complete the league, whether it's going to go void. There were so many things going on in that respect in the sports arena. Um, employment as well. People being furloughed. Like, what does that look like? Is it working? Um, and, I, and, you know, to just get through that. And then the last kind of major thing, which has just been crazy, has just been this racial kind of, situation regarding um George Floyd I mean it's it's opened up a lot of eyes and in terms of racism even due to this current day that we're in at the moment and I probably won't go into it in too much detail but it's just a thing where I guess now we just need to not focus too much on the aggression and the tension and the frustration I guess that we always do I mean as as a human response but just to kind of understand now that now that we are even more aware, even though it is something we've all been aware of for a long time, it's like an elephant in the room kind of syndrome. I think we just need to collectively start working better to be better, um, especially within the black community and hopefully um, create infrastructures and opportunities for us to kind of yeah, pursue and do things on a more level playing platform. And playing field, especially representation at higher levels within organisations. Said, um, and I think you you bring about definitely some great points there. And uh, as I always say, um, particularly this platform will be to break the stereotype. And uh, I think you know perhaps there could be some changes for a brighter future for for the community. Uh, looking into to legislation you know, providing more opportunities uh, in employment because, you know, uh, the black community, you know, without going into all the, the the lines of discrimination, you know, we are fundamentally behind in terms of sort of uh, socioeconomic, uh, the, the, you know, the socioeconomic situation. And uh, hopefully, you know, that everyone from a humanitarian point of view can, can understand, empathise and, and pull together to try and create change for for a better future. So, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I think in terms of sort of um, the racial issues and, and Black Lives Matter, uh, we mm. will definitely be covering that uh, in another episode. But thank you, thank you very much for addressing that because that has that has been coming uh, uh, up as an issue during this time. Um, sure. Now I know a lot of people didn't agree with sort of the marches and the protests, but it was good to see everyone, you know, pulling together and in some ways as well risking their their health for you know a cause that they they really believed in or Agreed. believe in. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely come back to that. Um, and just to say, you know, uh, what what have you guys been up to? Uh, please. Please do let us know on on social media at Buddy Collective. Uh, what what have you guys been getting up to during this time? Um, just to say, it's okay to do not to do very much. Uh, if you want to sit there and, and play PlayStation or you know watch Netflix <laughs> or Amazon Prime, whatever you want to do, that's all good. Um, I mean, notably, I think you know people are doing several different things uh, during this time. 
Um, I mean, me, myself, uh, I've, I've been keeping fit. Uh, I like to obviously go go to the park, have a little run around, clear, clear the head, sort of do some mini circuits and whatnot. And, you know, that makes me feel good. But I also do a little bit of, little bit of chilling. And obviously, you know, trying to create this bit of content as well has helped me to be creative during this time. I think it's good to to keep the the mind, body and soul active. Uh, but of course, everyone's got different different formulas about how they, you know, they would have got through this time. No, of course. And I agree. I mean, for me as well, um, touch on a good point in terms of like health and well-being. I think that's a very important factor to kind of mention, especially for everybody out there. Um, that is very important to ensure that you look after your mental health as well as your physical health. And that could just be in terms of making sure that, yeah, you do do your walks, um, to kind of get out of the house, um, even if it's in your garden or whatever. As Jeff's mentioned about exercising, that's fantastic. I do a bit of meditation, so that's my thing. Um, or just doing, as I said, maybe just listening to music or just making sure you're out there or interacting with others is very key because I think just keeping to yourself uh, could drive you crazy. And obviously, if you're not exercising, obviously we're eating more as well, being in, having more access to just takeaway food or what have you. So if you can go out, buy food and get food, cook your food, and that's also a good look as well. So, But I know we might touch on some of that stuff a little bit later anyway. So, But yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling that all the way. Good stuff. That's all I like to hear. And trust me, you know, we, we don't judge here. Uh, we, we don't judge here and... Uh, yeah, you know, we can all have up and down days. You know, that's that's part of uh, our flaws as, as a human being. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. So what I did was I had a bit of a search, Rasta J. I had a little look on the uh, on the good old World Wide Web. And it seemed that, you know, there was a few sort of common things and, and common trends that were that were being picked up in terms of, you know, what people are choosing to do during this time. And, you know, uh, I'm a bit of a... Uh, a neek when it comes to these kind of things and I have a little look at these little finer details um, you know these little things interest me so uh, from I mean from what I can see uh, the most common things that sort of came up was you know people people like to learn a language or at least try to learn a language um, I can vouch that knowing some basics with with other languages can come in handy for example dos cervezas por favor <laughs> you clearly do Rasta J uh, care two beers please that will come in handy right now gracias amigo gracias amigo gracias <laughs> um, you know there's some people out there sorry I was saying que pasa what's happening <laughs> hey que pasa que pasa hombre uh, you know, there's some there's some people out there. Uh, they're they're blogging. You know, setting goals. That's a really good one. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, people are learning how to cook. Um, so I don't know. Have, have you been cooking anything recently, Rasta J? Yeah, you know what's funny. I guess it's the standard old issue. I mean, when it comes to the Caribbean food, I like my jerk my jerk chicken, which I cook up. Rice and peas, which I cook up. Um, my hard food, which is around. Um, Yam and green banana, dumplings, boiled dumplings to be exact, um, planting. Mm -hmm. So I like, yeah, so I like my hard food there still. And then, uh, when it comes to the desserts as well, I like to just put a basic dessert together, which is like peach and pineapple. It's a bit sweet, but I like peach and pineapple crumble, which I put together quite nicely. So that's just my thing. And then obviously dazzle a bit of ice cream. So I'm a bit of a foodie. Yeah, me love me food still. So yeah, that's what I've been putting together. And then I've been trying to do a bit of healthy eating as well. So 
Balancing that with some chicken Caesar salads, tweaking it with a bit of avocado. Avocado is a big, big winner for me. Um, and then obviously, like fruit wise, it's the pomegranates, the pineapples, um, the kiwis. Um, yeah, and just keeping it nice and mixed, man. Nice and, yeah, versatile. <laughs> what about you? So basically, if there's any ladies listening in, as you can hear, Rasta J is clearly an eligible bachelor. So again, hit us up at the Buddy Collective on uh, on Twitter if you're uh, interested in having some of Rasta J's culinary treats. Hey, be careful, you know, G. No, be careful, you know. Listen, don't take that out of touch. He's, he's just playing, ladies. He's playing. <laughs> it's good to talk. It's good to talk. I'll give him that one. <laughs> all, love, all love and blessings. Well, well, you know, you've put me to shame because, you know, uh, I've literally just done homemade burgers. Um, you know, uh, obviously, like a good one uh, I like doing is is minted lamb and, and honey roast veg, and then yeah, you know, oh, doing tuna salads and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, just trying to keep it keep it low carbs. But I think, like you mentioned, you know, it's, it's there's nothing wrong with having like a, a sweet treat or whatever, and I think that keeps you going if you know you've got that treat coming up. Uh, it's just about to. doing it in in moderation, isn't it? Totally agree with you, bro. Totally. So just so just coming back to the list, um, I can see that people have been learning to make cocktails. Um, well, I, I haven't tried anything like that since uni, personally. Uh, exercising <laughs> and keeping fit, like you mentioned earlier, meditation and 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 reflection. I think that's important. Just to, just to add as well that it's it's actually Men's Health Week uh, this week. Uh, I know, obviously, we're 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 sort of putting this together at the end of the week so you know it's kind of a bit late now but uh yeah just to mention that so you know when you're looking at reflecting and mention mental health it's it's very very important um and yeah talk talk to people if you're if you're struggling talk to people totally agree with you i mean that's the most important part of the process really is talking to people and if you're not reflecting um i think it just doesn't allow you to really learn from what it is that you're going through Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also being able to absorb what you do find in that reflection process um, to make sure that you're able to address it, deal with it um, um, and and take away from what's working and not working for you. And in that process, I would always say it follows two forms of energy, which we're all familiar with, which is negative and positive energy. And I think when you're highlighting the energies that are negative for you, I think those are the things you need to work on and removing because what's already working for you in a good space, which gives you positive energy, um, that's what you need to be enabling more to flow nicely throughout your life and, and your day-to-day activities as well. And an example of that could be, might be just in terms of the people that you're around. And I think that's a major key um, in terms of if you're around people that only bring the best out of you, that can only bring the best out of any situation that you're involved in. And also you develop a kind of, culture within yourself and with those people that you interact with to also share that positive energy so it not only empowers you but empowers them and it's a continuously nice um, robust um, circle that just flows good for everybody in that space because obviously if you're in a space where you're not getting the right kind of energy which could be negative um, then obviously it's like one foot in one foot out and you're not able to kind of bring the best version of you because it gets inconsistency. And I always call it that stage of where sometimes you're inconsistent, you're consistently inconsistent and that's not good because obviously um, you're not able to kind of perform in a way that 
is bring the best version out of you. You're doing it, but you're just doing it on a hit and miss scale. So, yeah, as I was finish on, yeah, just maintain that positivity, bro. You need Love that blessings. grounding. You need that grounding. grounding. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I think we're probably both sort of fortunate enough that we've got people, friends, family, uh, we can we can turn to in in tough times or if we have something uh, that's, you know, that that's on our minds that we need to to talk about um so yeah like i i mentioned mm. earlier, definitely encouraging that uh but again okay it's all right to reflect and and get that maybe get that on paper or get it on music or uh yeah. write a poem or something um that is it's great uh before you go no 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 before you go just a touch on that as well is that i don't know i'll ask this to you as well like um from being in like the COVID-19 and isolation and what have you I mean it's enabled me as well to tap into some new skills that I haven't really uh, been exposed to before and also interests as well that you might have been putting off um and I'll give an example of that so you was mentioning just about creativity and things like that so I've been doing a little bit of gardening so again it's a stereotype that you know you sometimes think it's for the more mature um an individual <laughs> I'll be honest with you it's been really kind of therapeutic and relaxing and in that respect that kind of feeds into the well-being side of things because what it's kind of doing is that you're seeing a process of life and even though you can create life in terms of you spawning life through and uh, reproduction being able to obviously create life through obviously planting in a seed and then watching it grow and then flourish to become a plant and then whatever it will be in terms of like a fruit mm-hmm. that you can obviously then consume and then obviously using that perspective, it's it's nice to be part of that journey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so that's why I mentioned like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Just good to just kind of touch on that point as well. Someone once told me that, you know, you can always galvanize and re-energize from, you know, coming into contact with, with the elements. So, you know, like what you're talking about, getting your hands in the soil, you know, touching mm. plants, uh, walking barefoot on grass, walking barefoot mm. on sand, letting your skin touch the water. If you get mm. a chance to, you, you know, go near the sea um, and things like that, going to coastal regions, letting the winds hit you, um, you know, sort of becoming reacquainted with the, with the environment and, and the elements uh, can do a whole heap of good. And actually it's quite, it's quite funny you mentioned gardening because that was sort of next uh i was about to say on the list sort of gardening uh diy and furniture um i do have a friend who you know his wife uh makes him go to ikea quite a bit and put put a few things together he's becoming a bit of a a tetra pack expert um and i've got another friend that i mean wow i mean he's really talented as far as sort of horticulture and gardening goes uh so yeah, more power to you guys if that's your thing. Um, mm. And you've got uh, sort of virtual pub quizzes. So I'm not sure if you've done any during this time, Master J. But um, I've done no, a couple. It's quite, quite, fun. quite fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, I was invited to one, but you're going to probably elaborate on actually doing one. But um, again, I'm sure that would be quite a, an awesome exercise because obviously to just come up on a video call, seeing everybody's faces as you probably would sit there with them physically. And then obviously, yeah, just go through that experience, seeing people's expressions more or less instantaneously. That 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 must be amazing. But yeah, you care to share your experience on it if you've actually gone through it? 
Well, it's funny seeing, you know, if people are sort of stuck <laughs> with a question. I mean, you've almost got to have a really good sort of poker face, you know, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're struggling. But, um, yeah, some of them are really hard, you know. So I find, I you know, uh, a, lo- a lot of people that are slightly, slightly older and have lived more um, tend to do better because, you know, they, they know a lot more about sort of music and, and TV history. For example, you know, I wouldn't know what the UK number yeah. one was in, in 1976, you know. But you know, they're <laughs> a lot of fun. It's good to connect with people. And I think it's it's good exercise for the brain as well. It's, you know, so you're not keeping idle. And, and you can actually learn uh, one or two things, you know. True. Um, so, yeah, there's those. And people taking up photography, uh, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, Netflix and, and other ser- uh, streaming service marathons. Just slightly on a segue, I, I don't know if you've got Disney Plus, but um, I've signed up to mm. Disney Plus. I think it's fantastic. And uh, especially if you're you're into Marvel and Marvel films or Star Wars or Jeopardy, you like cartoons and you sort of want to relive your childhood. Have you got Disney love Plus? love that, man. No, I haven't got Disney Plus, but I love all of that um, retro cartoons. Obviously, I'm not. <laughs> the Manelios and what they follow now is crazy. I think I stopped at Dragon Ball Z, to be honest with you. After that, <laughs> I, I think it just went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> But in terms yeah. of like your Thundercats and all of that business and your He-Man and Ninja yeah, that's, Turtles. that's me. Yeah, yeah, Ninja Turtles and all of that stuff. That's that nice 80s retro kind of style of cartoon. Yeah, that was me. I'd do that we all day, every day. We definitely have to cover that kind of thing uh, in the future because I love talking about childhood and, and all those sort of programs you just, you just mentioned. It gives you a warm feeling, doesn't it? Oh, it does. So true. It's that nostalgia feeling, isn't it? Of just like being able to just go back into time and feel that kind of, yeah, that en- all that energy you had when you was that youthful. <laughs> childhood it's nice to feel young. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's good to feel your kind of childhood kind of growth days. Yeah, 100, 100. I mean, you just having flashbacks sitting sort of few yards, inches from the TV, with your, you know, with your cereal bowl. <laughs> You know, mum screaming, you know, get away from the TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, remove the size of your arm, button size of your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you've got the aerial that you're putting in your bloody, the, um, the clothing hanger, putting that in your aerial is a madness. I don't know how you might be a bit more posher than me, but no, man, I was, yeah. <laughs> We had to we had to go in. <laughs> and then also you had the black and white TV as well. So yeah, I mean there was there were options. I mean you we weren't all privileged to kind of um color TV. So and then you had Teletext as well. I don't know if you remember Teletext. Oh yeah, Teletext. Just to mention yeah, to that, the listeners, we are actually not that old. Just just putting <laughs> that out there, okay? We are not that old. I mean we I, I don't know about you, Rasta. No, That's no. great. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just referring to Google as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go for it. So I was thinking, right, from this, you know, so, from some of the ones that I've mentioned earlier, if we could have mm. a go at putting it into a top five. Mm. Um, Come on, then, let's do this. All right. So I've got a rough idea, I think. Um or at least shortlisting it into a five before putting it into a top five. Uh, so do you mm. want me to go first? Please do. Okay. So I'm thinking exercising number one, 
meditation number two uh sort of pub quizzes number three gardening number four and maybe i'm sort of split between blogging and sort of being more you know uh creative you know setting goals or cooking as number five um where we might have a few people in couples or whatever maybe it's a situation of happy wife happy life so yeah maybe maybe <laughs> maybe cooking maybe cooking goes in at number 5 um yeah, so that's what right. i've got down what do you what do you think no i'm loving i'm loving your collection there it's sounding well i mean well organized um i see you busting in the creativity obviously with the healthy living and well-being as well a bit of enjoyment in terms of productivity yes yeah, sounding good yours is good it's good well balanced should i crack on with my one see what what the scale is let's see let's see all right, it's not going to be as good as yours, bro. You know this, but I'm going to just try and put it out there. But this is me. Um, I might do a bit of, um, yeah, exercise will probably be up there, um, followed by some meditation. Um, obviously, started the gardening, so I'll probably touch in the garden as well. That's my third one. Um, photography. I probably would touch on photography because I love that too. Um, love taking some stills of landscapes and what have you, especially when you're traveling abroad. That's my thing. Um, and then finally, I'll finish up on maybe, yeah, Netflix. Netflix has been a killer this season. Oh, Jesus. Hey, I actually missed that out. I forgot that. <laughs> Netflix is a killer, bro. I, I'm like, where would we be without the flicks? And they say Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind you, this is a PG 13 show. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it won't. it's true. <laughs> I don't know what Netflix you got, player. <laughs> you must have the underrated one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm moving across all the platforms. I'm loving it, though. Yeah, but the energy is good, though. I think there's that. How's that sounding on my side? I think you've done well. I think it's slightly better than mine. So I'm probably going to go with yours on the basis that I left out Netflix because I must admit, yeah, I've been chilling and, and looking at streaming services quite a bit. So... Mm. Yeah, I'm on that. And I know, obviously, there's been some some huge shows trending. People talking about, I think, Ozark and is it Tiger King? Um, yeah. I think that's the name of it, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's been a few shows trending during this time that people people have been on about. Yeah, there is. That's true. There's been a lot of stuff. And I think even at, I think at the moment, they, they've got the comedy season right now. So they've got the hangover. I, know, I ain't going to lie. Like, hangover for me is just, it's hysterical. To bits, Mr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's everyone's ideal stag do, you know. It's true, isn't it? You know, you, you have the peas ready, and you know, you had the gang together ready to go. I mean, that is that is the one that is the ultimate. True. I think going to Vegas with all the, all the other <laughs> true, true. <laughs> okay, no, listeners. Listeners, so if you disagree with us, then again, please hit us up on Twitter at Buddy Collective with anything you think we might have left out or maybe you might have things in a different order. Please let us know your top five and also perhaps what your favorite thing has been to do during this time. Uh, so just moving on, Rasta J, I, I just thought I'd, I'd bring up um, something you, you'd mentioned to me called Noir Space. Such a such a catchy name that is. Am, am I pronouncing that right? Noir space. This is kind of yeah. Friendly. No, you're 
Yeah, yeah. No, you pronounced it very well, and I'm impressed. Sometimes like it goes by all many different names, but um, yeah, it's Noir's French is known for Noir, um, in terms of black, um, and it's space, uh, representing the space that we're in. Okay. And then in terms of, but then it's the full name is Noir Space BH, which is um, um, yeah, the BH stands for Business Hub. Just to oh, okay. put out there as well. Very official. Yeah, yeah. And, and and what is sort of what is the goals and the, and you know the objectives of Noir Space BH? I mean, what what do you hope to what do you hope to achieve with this? Okay, so it's an interesting question, to be honest with you. So the general focus really is to create a communication network platform where it can bring ethnic minorities, especially from the baby group, um, onto a single platform where they can communicate and invest in opportunities, um, discuss opportunities, um, to share information and knowledge in a single platform area. And... Um, I guess we're in an environment at the moment where we've got pockets of individuals that are from privileged backgrounds and then you've got some from underprivileged backgrounds and you've got some that have broken through the barrier of being underprivileged and become privileged. Um, that you kind of get lost in the system in some respect in terms of how do I then reconnect um, to a wider audience um, with others, not just like me, but then the others that have been that have come from where I've been. More or less, um, where I'm creating a digital platform whereby um, I can help um, ethnic minority members within the community better connect digitally on a single platform um, via communication and networks. So that's kind of focus. It's going to be possibly coming out um, later this year. So you're kind of hot off the press of it due to come out at some point. Um, there'll be a lot of okay. development hopefully over the coming months in terms of um, release and promotions on the actual app itself. Um, but yeah, something to look out for. Um, and it's a really good space as well, especially coming out of where we're going for at the moment in terms of whereby there's a lot of um, black initiatives that are going on at the moment um, where people are just trying to connect better together, um, to work better together and to collaborate on particular projects to create better awareness and hopefully to feed back into the educational system as well, because, I think that's a really fundamental piece regarding um, the war space is that our main focus really is to be um, on a project that is by the community, for the community. And the community mm -hmm. doesn't just represent in terms of, as I said before, about um, privileged individuals, but also underprivileged individuals and creating a streamlined kind of process whereby we can create pathways for um, individuals from these communities which are BAME to kind of um, have a pathway whereby they can come out of education or whether they can come from just um, not being in, edu in education just from employment and also kind of have a facilitate pathway it can progress their career up to a very high level um, and also if they wanted to obviously pursue um, entrepreneurial kind of activities and that could also be supported by the space so there's a lot of opportunities and great things to come in that space to hopefully support the young generation coming through as well. And if it all goes well, it'd be a nice thing in terms of a legacy that can be left in the communities that we're working in and then also create um, cross-border kind of collaborations as well. So, But before we're going to start things off, as you can imagine, we'll keep it quite local um, in terms of that space. So just making sure it stays focused in the UK. But then as time expands, um, we'll probably be doing some collaborative work with overseas, whether it be Africa, whether it be the Caribbean, 
and also the US. So there's a lot of things <laughs> that kind of happen in that space. But yeah, the general goal though is just to kind of, um, for myself at the moment, to just get things up and able to be running um, so it becomes available to the general public, as I said, later on this year. Um, the vision really, as I mentioned, is just to have a platform, as I said, where individuals haven't got to run hide to find individuals. Um, they're just more accessible um, and more free to kind of share information collectively. That sounds extraordinarily uh, positive, uh, upbeat and uh, creative. Uh, just, you know, focusing on giving opportunities uh, uh, and allowing, you know, people to, to build uh, on, on a prospective future uh, within the community. So that's fantastic. Um, so can people find you anywhere or is it a case of, you know, it, it's waiting for that final product or, you know, if there's anyone in the community that's interested that perhaps wants to speak with, speak with you or explore things, is there anywhere they can find you? Yeah, most definitely. So um, if you want to send any emails in regarding any projects that you're involved in and or you just might want to do some collaboration um, activities in the future in terms of pre-op to us becoming live, um, yeah, please send an email in to noir space bh at gmail.com or you can please follow us on Twitter, which is, um, again, noir space um, bh on Twitter. Um, yeah, and just follow us and, um, yeah, just show the support and love and obviously we'll follow back. So, yeah, the more we get into this attitude of supporting one another and growing with one another, that's 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 the main motive. So thanks again for putting me out in that space. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem. So just moving on and putting a bit of focus on the news this week, um, without going into sort of uh, some of the boring stuff, because it has been a little bit, Obviously, there's been some controversy as well, but um, moving away sort of from total politics, but something that's, you know, we've talked on a little bit about um, helping out the community. Just have to give a special mention to Marcus Rashford. Uh, those of you that haven't seen what's gone on in the press this week or haven't been active on social social media, uh, Marcus Rashford is uh, a forward that plays for Manchester United. Uh, he's also an England international and uh, he's been advocating for, you know, supporting of impoverished families who are struggling to feed themselves. Um, now, I feel that, you know, this is not only just inspirational, but it's it's unbelievably virtuous. Such an achievement, dare I say, you know, that will probably be, you know, the biggest of his life or his career. Um, so, the summer, uh, the COVID uh, summer food fund, will enable 1.3 million. Yes, that's 1.3 million children from deprived homes to have access to free school meals. I mean, even on a sort of humanitarian level, this is huge for the UK. Um, I know Marcus mentioned being brought up as as one of five kids and his mum having to work hard, but struggling to feed them and, and not being able to sleep, uh, being up all night with anxiety. And and this has clearly sort of inspired him um, to, to push on here. Uh, so don't you just think, Rasajay, that it sort of shows, you know, it's okay to fight for, for what you want, what you believe in, and and you mustn't be afraid to, to speak out and, and lobby the government for change. Yeah, I was just, I'm, I'm so happy that you've mentioned 
this particular event that's taken place because it's something that we really need to blow up in terms of just making sure that this is given enough kind of coverage. And I don't think the media are going to give this as much coverage as it deserves. But you're clearly right. And let me just really highlight the point you just made. 1.3 million children from deprived homes now have access to free school meals over the summer period. Can you imagine that for one moment that government were actually thinking about taking that away from children, but yet they're investing in so many different activities beyond our borders? Um, and for him as a black male, considering what we're going through at the moment, obviously linking it back into George Floyd, obviously that negative experience which we've had within the community. And I found it quite strange that um, obviously we have more millionaires living in America and they have obviously a greater voice to do much more powerful things. And to see Marcus Ashford obviously standing up for such a great cause because it's not just to one group, it's to everybody. And to see that government have actually been able to kind of take his petition quite seriously. Um, he hasn't been aggressive. He hasn't been in terms of um, vindictive with what he's trying to do. There's no ulterior motive to it. It's from a personal experience that he relates to and he's quite rightly to share. And most importantly, to just drive a change in making sure that reform doesn't go through, which it shouldn't have. Um, so I am very proud, extremely proud to see a young black man do what he's done and use his status in a way that it needs to be used. And I think this should be a, a, an advocation for what needs to take place with a lot of other black male figures that are out there in the community, um, regardless of what they're kind of driven socially. I mean, if it's wrong, it's wrong. And if you know you can do right by it, then do right by it. And let him be an example of that it can be done. Fantastic to use his power for good, really, isn't it? His, his, uh, his media spotlight for good. True status, yeah. He used his status to 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 lobby and to 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 get a action actually agreed and move forward in such a short space of time. And and again, like as I said, it just that is things like that that need more coverage because at the moment, all you see, especially within the UK, is that um, you've got gun crime, you've got antisocial behaviour, you've got lots of violent activities, you've got. Um, the social economic structures in terms of um, black families, in terms of not getting the value it deserves to have, because there's a lot of people, and I mean hundreds of thousands of people that are doing really positive things, really good parents out there that are doing fantastic things for their children. Also the kids within the community that are also doing fantastic things within their schools and also for their communities that they live in. And it's not that that gets publicised the way it should do. And I think it's a shame that we're in a society that where we allow the media to control the narrative. And I think we need to kind of take that back as a community, especially within the black community, and then say, like, no, we've had enough. And we need to do things like Marcus Ashford has done here and control it and actually collectively come together and promote more positive things like this that are going on in the community. Well, I think he made it very clear that, you know, th this is probably a more ethical approach, a more morally correct thing to do. Uh, like I said, from a more humanitarian perspective, there, there wasn't really kind of like a flag in the ground to say, I'm doing this on, on this basis. 
I think no, he no. made it very clear to, to, to be like, look, you know, this is the right thing to do. Uh, I've been through this as a kid. You know, are you telling me that, you know, young children, you know, we're, we're all fearing for our health at the moment, but, you sure. know, do you think it's fair that young children wake up and, and starve? No, no, mm. that's not right. And that's um, not right. I, I think, I think, um, you know, no doubt brings awareness to the current issues we have domestically in the country that some people aren't aware of, or, you know, maybe they're oblivious to it. Uh, but, you know, it, it brings that scope on perhaps what needs to be addressed. Uh, and, and with like kind of like what you're saying with the media, giving more coverage on these types of efforts, highlighting yeah. a positive outcome from a renowned black footballer. And I exactly. think, um, you know, the cabinet or, or, well, a member of, of the cabinet made a point of saying at the start of the pandemic that, you know, footballers should uh, take take wage cuts and exactly. they should do their part. I I think this is very much uh, doing doing their yeah, part doing and, their th- part. and then some and then some. True, and turning up when they need to turn up. And I'm not saying Most he's the one that's done any done anything like this in terms of positivity within the communities because, again. This, this type of initiative has been ongoing with other members within the community as well. But as I said, they just don't get the coverage that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that, as you quite rightly put, it's not where it's delegated to one particular group within the community. No way. However, though, linking it into the protesting that's going on at the moment in terms of Black Lives Matter, wanting to be really heard and making a difference, you're seeing now that you don't need to go out and of making it a very vicious or violent act or aggressive protest you can do it in a way where has he's done it which is just to give a logical factual kind of um case to be put forward and then obviously for it to actually be heard and if it's logically right to actually be put forward to be heard then it will be heard Uh, this is it right now i think our our voices uh are being heard um, and I was uh, given, uh, you know, you always get forwarded messages on uh, on WhatsApp, but I was sent one um, that had 22 petitions lobbying the government, uh, you know, for things like uh, including sort of the colonial history and black slavery within curriculum and, and things like that. Uh, so this is where we're going to be able to make change. And even if petitions don't work, maybe it shows that perhaps we can go to these people in, in the public eye under that media spotlight who can perhaps advocate on our behalf. So uh, that's that little bit of news. Uh, nothing ridiculous this week, but I felt that uh, this, <laughs> this, this needed to be covered. But um, thank you. And we're going to move on to the sport now. So uh, mm-hmm. anyone that's not a sports person, <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> true, true. Um, Sorry, ladies, but I know there's enough lady uh, football supporters out there, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's changing. There's uh, there's some, there's some ladies as well. But there is, trust me. My mum can uh, can definitely chat chat football. Um, so just in the bit of news, then. So yesterday, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea signed Timo Werner from uh, RB Leipzig for just over £45 million, I believe. Um, Well, in the range of £45 to £50 million. uh, You know, it seemed to be a real 
sort of signing, big signing. Um, uh, you know, he, he he was thought to be valued at sort of 100 million, there was talks about. So they've managed to, to pull up a real coup there. And it looks like Frank Lampard is starting to build a strong attack uh, with Chelsea, having already signed uh, Ziyech from, from Ajax and Christian Pulisic uh, from Dortmund. So they've got, they've got him in their ranks already. Um, so what, I mean, what, what, what would you make of that, that, that little bit of transfer news? Yeah, yeah I, think that's, I think there's some good signings. I mean, there's signings that can come in and fill in for um, some that are obviously leaving. So I think, yeah, I think it's reasonable. I think that's just strength of Frank Lampard's um, squad. He's got a youthful squad at the moment, so they're still finding their feet. Um, but in terms of, yeah, next season, I think they should be in a better space to grow. Yeah, I think so, because he's definitely sort of put that focus on youth, hasn't he, with, um, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi and um, bit, uh, young Billy Gilmore, obviously Mason Mount, uh, Tamori, um, and, and, and obviously Tammy Abraham as well. So it looks like, you know, Willian and Pedro, these guys that are sort of over 30, looks like they're, they're on their way out whilst the, the youngsters are going to be predominantly... Um, you know, representing Chelsea going forward. Uh, so yeah. they, they could be a force to be reckoned with next season. Um, so I'm sure Chelsea fans are, are very pleased with the signings the club are making. Yeah, and I can say that. A, a one to watch out definitely for next season, especially from a Chelsea perspective. I'm not a follower of them, obviously, but <laughs> I'd say T- Tammy Abraham, quality striker. And then in terms of um, Billy Gilmore, he's definitely one to watch out, especially for England. He'll be definitely called up, I would say, for next um, next championship um, cups ahead. He, he's, uh, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, he's actually Scottish. Um, he, but I think, or, uh, but I think he might have represented uh, England at youth level. But I could be wrong. But I think, unfortunately, I think he's Scottish. Um, it's always the case, you know, like historically, where we had like we needed a oh, left winger, and you know, Ryan Giggs yeah, as well, yeah. or whatever. You know, it's always the way. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Because uh, I know, for example, Jack Grealish, um, Ireland have been trying to poach him and, and he really wants to play for England. And same happened with Declan Rice where he played for Ireland and then, uh, you know, for three games and then he switched over to England. So, you know, you never know what can happen with these things. Um, no, and right. actually, as I Jack Grealish, I'm not sure if you saw the, the opening match of the Premier League. And just to say... Premier League has returned. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe yeah, it. <laughs> three months. Three months are over. I think they said it was 101 days. I think it was 101, 102 days. Insane. Seems like absolutely forever. But uh, yeah, the, pre- the Premier League's here. And I just wanted to lightly touch on the VAR incident or the, the goal line technology incident uh, with Sheffield United. Versus, versus Aston Villa. Uh, and it, from what I could see from the incident, it was very clear that the ball went over the line and lots of people have sort of their qualms of VAR. And Okay, for some reason, I don't know, maybe the, the monkeys at the back or, you know, wh- whoever whoever's dealing with that sort of stuff, switch on the Hawkeye button because the ball definitely crossed the line. Um <laughs> 
And uh, for some reason, you know, the referee's like, oh, you know, my watch isn't working. But why don't they go to the screen? That's what they've got the VAR there for. And ask him, did the ball cross the line? You know, that's all they had to do. So, you know, I feel really sorry for Sheffield United, especially where they're chasing fourth place, uh, potential fifth place for Champions League. And those sort of missing out on those three points can be really crucial. So, I mean, what would you make of that? Are you a fan of VAR, Rasta J? You know what? I'm in two minds with this. It, it needs consistency, to be quite frank with you. And I think that's the bit, that's the drawback. I haven't been in a game, I'll be honest, where I've witnessed the usage of VAR, but I obviously understand the purpose of it. And I think it can be a very effective tool if used correctly. And I think mm-hmm. there's just confusion in terms of how it's actually used and applied. Because as you mentioned, that prime example of I was looking at something else and I just, I can't turn to VAR because I don't want to. Like if it's if it's a general principle where regardless of whatever the situation is, you have to use it, then it has to be used. Um, and then it's interpreted by, an individual that can actually make a spot on decision and then we agree with and go with that decision. I think too many options allows too much chaos to come to an outcome. And I think that's where it just falls a bit short. But who knows? Maybe the referee in that game was just um, supporting Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, bro. <laughs> it's an inside job. I've seen I've seen Lockstock. I know all about that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. No. Uh, but yeah, real, real cock up there with the with the technology. I think they said in nine thousand hours, the technology has never failed. So exactly. this is the first time, and I really think it could be something like you know, Corona's been going on. They've all been furloughed. <laughs> Yeah, they finally been called back to do a game, and they've forgotten to switch the button on or something. I don't know. It's true. But, uh, Sometimes you're a bit rusty, you know, to press a button. It can get a bit rusty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I'm just hoping that doesn't happen to my boys uh, when we when we play. But um, Arsenal fans, now I know uh, I got a couple of stable mates who will be joining me in the next episode to talk uh, to talk more about about football. Uh, and they are Arsenal fans. And uh, so they're not going to be pleased about me covering this. But Arsenal <laughs> and uh, David Luiz. So, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal went down 3-0 to uh, to Man City away this week, um, the same day as the, the Sheffield United game. And uh, David Luiz came on for injured uh, Pablo Marie, I think that's his name, uh, after sort of 25 minutes or so, half an hour. And uh, in, within the space of 25 to 30 minutes, he managed to give away a goal. You know, silly mistake. Should have done better, uh, which obviously Raheem Sterling scored. And then uh, <laughs> he managed to foul uh, Riyad Mahrez, give away a penalty and get red carded. And all of this is, you know, at a time when he's trying to, you know, sort out his contract, trying to get a contract <laughs> extension, which expires in two weeks' time. Crazy uh, stuff. I mean, he's got the nickname Sideshow Bob because of his haircut and his resemblance <laughs> of the guy from The Simpsons. But I mean, wow, you're talking about howlers. Sideshow, come on, Sideshow Bob. It's crazy. <laughs> well, wow. it's, it's true, isn't it? It's just, it's just remarkable. But you know what? We need to be quite um, frank with ourselves here is that a lot of these footballers are not 
not only have they not um, played a, a competitive game for such a long time, from obviously we're saying about what March till now, and then yeah, and then also having to play in a stadium where there's no people in there. Now that that no is fans. a hot, yeah, so the sound and the echoing and and it's it's like playing in a training game. So it's it's it must be a weird kind of experience for them to be playing like that and not having that extra man, which is the supporters on the field to obviously cheer them on to, you know, to motivate the game. So, and it's funny we say this because I'll, I'll mention this story briefly is that I was looking at the Juventus game with Cristiano Ronaldo and he just looked completely off and it went off like obviously he can't perform. Major said that, oh, he's not at his best and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just a lot of footballers are finding it very challenging more than they thought they would when they are in a stadium that is empty. I think that's a big factor. I think that's a big factor. And also, I think a lot of them have literally had, I think, three weeks to prepare and, and try and get somewhat match fit. Um, in, in the situation of Arsenal, they actually flew from Stansted Airport at 5pm uh, to up Manchester to Liverpool and then had to get a coach from Liverpool to Manchester. And then obviously the game kicked off at, I think, 8pm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they came off, I think three players were injured as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's without the whole trying not to keep contact with players, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the testing going on. They're using the anti anti back uh, antibacterial stuff for the footballs and stuff. Um, mm. You know, it's a crazy, it's a crazy time. No, no excuses for for David Luiz, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a tough time for for the for the footballers. It must not be easy, uh, but no. I think they're just going to try and get through the season as quick as they can and then and then see see what happens from there. C- kind of crazy, just to lightly segue that, you know, really this time of year, I mean, we should be looking forward to the Euros uh, and yeah. Yeah. in a couple of months' time, the what would have been the, the Olympics in Tokyo. And yeah. yeah, this summer is a bit of a write-off. But it's nice to have football back. At least it's, it's something to get us through the, these next couple of months anyway. It's true, you're right. It's a bit of hope and a bit of fun, a bit of enjoyment and something for the women to just have the men out of their hair for a while. So, I mean, you've got us concentrating on that. So that's a good look for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, back to assuming control of the the TV. And uh, obviously, I know that you're, you're a Liverpool fan. So, I mean, I congratulate you in in advance for, for winning the Premier League. Um, Yes. I no, mean, no, yeah, uh, we'll not get there too early. We, we're, I'm still on the attitude at one game amount of time, even though obviously the outcome will be the outcome. But being respectful to other teams within the league, because I am that way. Um, yeah, it's a one game at a time. But sorry, carry on. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, it's going to be a weird one because, you know, Liverpool's first title in 30 years. Um, yeah. And unfortunately... You know, you're not going to have that full stadium when you lift the cup and everything like that and everything it would mean to the club. Um, and also with this whole coronavirus restarting thing, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think you, you would have gone ahead and, and won numerous games and the, get, got mm. the points you would have had to, but, you know, mm. it's always going to be remembered as this slightly tainted season, which is ever so frustrating because, you know, Liverpool have deserved the league undoubtedly, Um without even looking at the difference in the, in the league. Um, mm. 
So I don't know what your your views are on it, or if you're just simply like, you know what, you know, we're we're champions regardless. So you know, I, I don't really care. You know, we've won the Premier League. No, you're right. I think you've no. I, I, if I said that, I'd be a, a disgraceful fan. I think it's there's a lot of waiting that's happened in terms of winning this league. And um, we've won Champions League trophies, we've won Super Cup trophies, and all sorts of different stuff. And um, like to be honest with you, I think this is the trophy that a lot of Liverpool fans have been waiting for years. We've seen so many teams dominate it. We used to dominate it completely in the. 80s and then obviously early 90s so it's not it's not new to us as it is to some teams that have obviously relatively um, recently been winning it quite frequently so in that respect no it would be amazing and momentous to kind of have the crowd and supporters in the stadiums and celebrating it with the team and also in the city but obviously we need to have that safe distance between each other because quarantine is a serious thing and I think it's really important that we do stick to that so we don't create another epidemic in that respect. But it means even more to me in terms of this this season because I was able to go to the West Ham game in, um, I believe it was February, and like seeing them perform when they were kind of losing and then win the game 3-2. And then knowing that this was a game that ultimately will be in the history books because this is the season they win the league in so many years they haven't and two years in the waiting kind of thing. Like for me, it's just momentous. Like it means everything to me. And then having this derby that's coming up this Sunday, obviously with Everton, there could be no better start to the first game than anything. I mean, two Titans in the, in the North. (laughs) And yeah, I I can't wait to see that game. That's going to be interesting. And as I said, with the other teams that have been playing recently, and as I said, I know you said Arsenal having that crazy bandoozle moment, but I really generally feel that a lot of players are finding it challenging to just be playing under these conditions. And we've got to give respect to where it's true, as you said, not having enough time to fully train, not having enough time to fully bond with other teammates and stuff like that all has its impact. But People have also tried to avoid this season and say all sorts of nonsense, saying like, oh, no, Liverpool don't deserve to win the league because they're not going to be able to finish the league and all this nonsense. So I'm happy and I'm so glad that the country's come together to do what they've done to obviously drive down the epidemic numbers in terms of the cases and made it now a better position where we can now do normal things in terms of living, obviously within restrictions, but having able to, yeah, have the Liverpool finish the season on a note that they fully deserve because they performed 100% throughout. And like any team, you know, when it comes towards the end, I was going to say what your thoughts are, Jeff, but like, we, you know, when you get towards the end, obviously it does get a bit challenging in terms of trying to win every game. But I guess it's not about the, if you're winning every game, it's just making sure that you get the result at the end of the day, isn't it? And I think if you're going to win the league, you're going to win the league. But I said, as I said to them in social media, that, it's how we now end this league. And I think we should still play on to win as many games now as we can, not just to just draw or just to get an odd point here or there. I think they should really finish it off on a positive note. I think Liverpool, um, a testament to the fact that, you know, momentum is key. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of people think that sort of Man City deserved to win the league last year. 
Yeah, I can see that. But at the same time, I think Liverpool were slightly harshly done by. I mean, they, they lost out by a point. Um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll look at, you know, the drop points they had last season. But I suppose, as they always say, the league doesn't lie. But what did happen was that, you know, I think Liverpool won like 10 out of their last 11 games, probably even more than that, actually. Mm. Um, and they then carried on that momentum to this season. So come the start of this season, you know, they're winning 10, 12 straight games, whatever it is, and, and blowing away. Um, Agreed. So it shows that actually, you know, if you finish the, the season strongly, uh, you can push on strongly at the start as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see, you know, we've seen the slow pace that the games, are. you know, there's a bit of a lack of intensity, which is understandable because of all the the things you, you've mentioned mm. but will Liverpool look to finish it off in style and then push on for next season because that's always probably I remember Sir, Sir Alex always said that it's probably one of the toughest achievements which is to win back-to-back titles True, um, and that will I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will be focusing on that um, and then of course trying to you know perhaps we try and regain that Champions League as well mm. um, but it was great hearing about your, your experience going to the game and obviously what this moment in time in terms of Liverpool winning the league is doing for you. And, and I, for one, hope I get to experience something like that in my lifetime. Um, yeah, yeah. Being a, a Newcastle fan, I doubt it because, um, you know, we, we've got rotten luck. But, um, you know, there's talks of a takeover going on. Um, it could, could be finalised. There's been a lot of sort of gulf wars between Saudi Arabia and, and Qatar going on. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, without getting into depth with that, but True. if we get the takeover done and we, we get a bit more money to reinvest, you know, maybe if there's like a three to five year plan, who knows, we could be, you know, the next, the next Man City. Who knows? Sure. Who but, knows, uh, bro? Who knows? And I'm sure Shira will be definitely supporting your your case on that one. <laughs> yeah, 100, 100, 100. And uh, I, I think the main thing is, you know, is to get Mike Ashley out. I mean, that guy, yeah. he uh, he's yeah. an absolute parasite. And it was the same with you guys with Hicks and Gillette, you know. Oh. Uh, you got those guys out and what? then you got um, Henry in, who's really, really backed, backed the cause. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, I, I mean, we're going we're gonna to pull it to a close here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next episode, we will be covering a bit more football amongst some, some other things. Rasta J, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here uh, no. on our very first episode. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure for having me. Um, I hope I haven't um, bored the audience, but yeah, the energy has been nice. Um, I've loved all the topics you've covered. Um, I look forward to hopefully coming on again at some point. Um, yeah, lots of stuff to speak about, lots of stuff to get involved in. And I hope the listeners really do tune in and respond to some of the stuff you put out there today. Um, we look forward to hearing from them, I guess, isn't it, bro? Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. And uh, yeah, you know, you're always, you're always welcome. You're always welcome back here with us. And uh, I'm sure, yeah, the listeners will, will hear from you again sometime soon. So guys, uh, it's been, it's been swell. We've got the first one out of the way. We have arrived. We are here, the Buddy Collective. Yes, so, we are. Until next time. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, we out. Peace and love. Peace. I want your